Welcome to Grace Abounds. I'm Pastor Jen Shaw, and in this podcast, I'm sharing my Sunday sermons from St. John's Lutheran Church, Palm Desert, California. I'm so grateful that you've joined us, and I trust that these words build you up in faith, hope, and love. There's a lovely scene in the film Lady Bird, in which Lady Bird, the teenage protagonist of the film, is speaking with Sister Sarah, a teacher at the Catholic school Lady Bird attends. And Sister Sarah mentions that in an essay, Lady Bird has written affectionately about their hometown of Sacramento. And Lady Bird says, I guess I just pay attention. To which Sister Sarah responds, Don't you think maybe they're the same thing? Love and attention? Jesus pays attention to a Samaritan woman most other people would have ignored. Jesus shows her compassion and expands her understanding. Jesus meets her where she is and brings him closer to him and to others as Jesus does for us all. As John recounts, Jesus and the disciples have gone to the Samaritan city of Sychar. Jesus has sent the disciples into the city to buy food, and he goes to Jacob's well, where, tired from the journey, he sits to rest. John notes that it's the middle of the day when a solitary woman comes to the well. Now, in that time and place, women would generally go to the well in the morning or the evening, the cooler parts of the day, to fill and carry back heavy jars of water to their home. And so this would be a time of gathering, a time to have the water cooler conversations of the day. That this Samaritan woman comes alone at noon indicates she wants to avoid those conversations. She just wants to get her water and be on her way. But then here is this stranger, this foreign man who is sitting at the well and who more remarkably speaks with her, asks her for a drink. And when she expresses her surprise at this, Jesus says to her, if you knew who was speaking with you, indicating that at this point she clearly doesn't, you would have asked him, and he would have given you, given you living water. To which the woman very practically replies, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. In the Greek, that phrase living water can mean flowing water, fresh water, water that might have been better taste and quality than the water in Jacob's well. And so the woman misunderstands Jesus because she takes him literally. She thinks he is speaking of water that gives physical life. Jesus is speaking of water that also gives spiritual life. He is speaking of himself. Throughout the Old Testament, water is associated with the spirit of the Lord who flows through us and gives us life, who sustains our being as drinking water sustains our body. Water is also associated with the word of God. 
that reveals who the Lord is and quenches our thirst for the Lord's presence. Jesus is the source of life, the sustainer of our being, the word made flesh who reveals that the Lord is with us and for us now and forever. The Samaritan woman isn't there yet in her understanding, but after Jesus tells her all about her life, she recognizes that he is a prophet. Here is a person of deep theological understanding who has engaged in a conversation with her, and so she seeks his wisdom on religious matters. She rather bravely brings up the most contentious issue between Jewish people and Samaritan people, where and how to worship the Lord. And Jesus responds that true worship is not dependent on where it's given. God is not present only in the temple in Jerusalem or only on Mount Gerizim, only with the Jewish people or only with the Samaritan people. God is present with all people in all times, in all places, always. God is spirit. God is not limited by our expectations or presuppositions. And those who worship God, worship God in spirit and in truth not getting caught up in those false and destructive barriers that we create between each other, but living in the truth of God's unconditional love for all human beings. Salvation is from the Jewish people, and it is for all people, from the descendants of Abraham and Sarah who were blessed to be a blessing to all the families of the earth from the beloved community into whom the Messiah, the Christ, the Savior, Jesus, was born. At this point, as Jesus and the Samaritan woman continue to speak and share and become more and more vulnerable with each other, it seems that the Samaritan woman is beginning to sense that this isn't just some foreign man. This person may in fact be greater than their ancestor Jacob. He may be more than a prophet because she speaks of the hope of both the Jewish people and the Samaritan people that the Lord would send, the Messiah, the Christ, the Savior, the one who will ultimately free the people from oppression, restore the whole creation, bring true and lasting peace. Teach us and show us how to live. And in response to this, Jesus says, I am he. For the first time in the Gospel of John, to this unnamed Samaritan woman, Jesus reveals that he is the Messiah, the Christ, the Savior of the world, the God of all creation in the flesh, God who loves us so much that he joined with us in our humanity. In Greek, I am is ego ami. In Hebrew, it's Yahweh, I am who I am, the sacred name of the Lord, 
that the Lord gave to Moses from the burning bush as the Lord called Moses to go and rescue the people from slavery in Egypt and lead them through the wilderness to the promised land. Throughout the Gospel of John, Jesus uses I am statements to declare his divinity and express his mission. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep and takes it up again. I am the resurrection and the life. In his life, death, and resurrection from death to life, Jesus has freed us from sin and death forever and given us life that does not end. Life now and forever. Life eternal and abundant. Now, just at this point in their conversation, the disciples show up, again, very confused by what's going on, And the woman heads into the city to invite people, people she had been avoiding only a little while ago, to come and see Jesus. She may not fully understand who Jesus is, who among us does, but she knows enough from her life-changing experience with Jesus to share him with others, to declare what he has done for her to invite people to come to Jesus and experience him for themselves. She is the first person to share the good news with her community, the first evangelist, the first to proclaim the gospel. Here toward the beginning of John, as toward the end of John, Mary Magdalene, will be the first who sees Jesus after his resurrection from the dead and goes and tells that Jesus is alive. I have seen the Lord. There's an interesting note that John makes toward the end of this story. That when the Samaritan woman goes to tell people about Jesus, she leaves her water jar behind. Now perhaps she just forgot it in all the excitement. Perhaps she left it so Jesus could get that drink of water after all. But perhaps this means she won't be coming back to this well alone at noon again. She is leaving her social isolation, her loneliness, her pain behind. As Jesus has restored her to her community, Jesus met her where she is and brought her closer to him and to others. She is leaving her old life behind. The Samaritan woman has met Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, and she will never be thirsty again. Amen. Thanks for listening. Each week's episode is edited by Nick Cox. Music performed by our St. John's Worship Band. Sermons by me, Pastor Jen Shaw. Make sure to subscribe to hear each week's message. If you'd like to know more about St. John's mission to know Christ and make Christ known, to share the life-giving word and do the life-giving work of Jesus, visit our website, stjohnslutheran.church. 
May God bless you on this day and in all the days ahead.